Super Talk Mississippi media production. Moondog Makers and Bakers Catering Services. Taking ordinary to extraordinary. Personal and home private nights to massive events. From wood-fired pizzas to full gras. Get your three-pack spice blend of moon dust, moon crust, and moon rocks. Hashtag what is Moondog? Familiar food done differently. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you are with me on this Thursday. And appreciate you stopping by, hanging out. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you're listening to this on the website and browser. Search Rebel Report in your favorite podcast app. Subscribe, and if you like what you hear, leave a rating and a review. I appreciate you also following me on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. A couple of points of order. Tonight, we will be doing the live stream as scheduled. Uh, Thursday Night Live chat, the the topic is going to be midterm grades for uh, for Lane Kiffin. We'll do Zach Arnett as well, because there are state fans that show up in the live chat. Uh, midterm grades and overachieving and underachieving when it comes to specific things. So not, you know, they're overachieving based on record, but like, uh, for example, I think Ole Miss is better on the defensive line than I expected them to be, at, the, or at least more productive on the defensive line than I expected them to be uh, this season. So we'll discuss that on the live chat tonight. Uh, looking forward to seeing you there. That, of course, will be uploaded into this feed, so if you miss it or you don't feel like watching live, it's fine, because that will be uploaded right here for you. But wanted to do another episode today because there's some possible injury news. It sounds like it's more than possible. There's injury news to the extent, frankly, right now it's unknown, but significant news for Ole Miss's offense on the injury front. So I had to talk with you about it, and so that's what we'll do for the next few minutes, and then we'll do the long-form live stream tonight. Before we get into it, I want to remind you that the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online, absms.com. If your business is located anywhere in Mississippi and you're in the market for office technology, so anything from copiers and printers and mail machines, cloud storage, data security, if you are a Mississippi business and you need office technology, Advantage Business Systems wants to do business with you. Check them out, absms.com. Tell them I sent you. You'll get a complimentary office technology assessment, so you tell them what you need and what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me, absms.com. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. They've got 16 locations here in Mississippi, so there's likely one uh, conveniently located in your backyard. They've got local loan servicing and decision-making, so you don't need to hop on Zoom or on the phone with somebody out of state or out of market to get a loan and have that loan serviced. They make you their priority. Every time I go in, I have a pleasant experience, so check them out. Priority One Bank, because they make you their priority. So it's been reported by multiple outlets now that Jordan Watkins on Wednesday morning suffered some kind of injury at practice to his hand. Uh, A broken hand has been reported. Uh, I have not seen or heard anything myself that indicates that that is not true. It, it It appears to be very true. Jordan Watkins has injured himself at some point in practice. Uh, broken hand in, in 1v1 drills is uh, what was texted to me. And um, what that means in terms of length of time, honestly, I have no idea. And I don't know if anybody knows. It's a significant injury because of who it is. I mean, you know, I went to Google because that's where you get your best doctor analysis is uh, just typing symptoms into Google for sure. But 
because we have no idea, you know, how bad is it? What bone is it? Is it multiple bones? How did it happen? Because we have no idea, um, the, the range in possibility is like one to two weeks to eight to 12 weeks. I mean, there, there's no way of knowing. Um, I, I do think it's it's pretty obvious that a wide receiver needs to, you know, use their hands to be productive. So uh, a, a bad place to get injured for sure. But we have no idea, at least uh, to my knowledge anyway, what the extent of that injury is, what the recovery timeline will look like. Uh, will he need surgery? Will he not need surgery? Can he play at some point this year? Frankly, I have uh, no idea, but I do know that it has been reported widely without a single uh, dissenting uh, report that Jordan Watkins did, in fact, hurt his hand in practice, and he will miss some period of time. Luckily for Ole Miss, as we talked about before, uh, this is an off week. They're not playing anybody. Jackson Dart can get healthy. That doesn't appear to be any anything long-term. Lane Kiffin said for what it's worth that he's going to be fine. Also uh, expects Trey Harris to be fully back by the Auburn game, but now it's seemingly without Jordan Watkins. So uh, it's a huge loss, if we're being honest. He, he's been a, a highly, highly productive receiver for Ole Miss. He's got 536 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Averages 15 yards per reception. He, he's been a safety net, a security blanket, uh, very reliable, doesn't drop the ball. Uh, he's been Jackson Dart's uh, favorite target, especially in the absence uh, of Trey Harris for a few games. Uh, he's a veteran. He's experienced. He's always open. He always catches the ball. He's just very, very good at uh, at this wide receiver thing, especially in this offense. And him missing time is really, really significant uh, for this team. What it means in the short term, I, I do, quite frankly, I think that they can win their next two games and should be able to uh, win their next two games without him. I know that there's going to be this stuff around the Auburn game because of Hugh Freeze and people are so scared of that game and Jordan Hare is, is going to be loud and, and all of that. But um, when you look at roster v. roster, uh, Ole Miss has a better one than that of Auburn. I know it's on the road and there's emotions and, and all that involved, but um, th- this team has been battle-tested on the road in difficult uh, environments already. They've overcome adversity. They've been down in the, the the fourth quarter in each of their last two games and have found a way to win each of those last two games. Uh, this is a team that I don't expect will be intimidated at all by the environment, and this is a team that won't. Um, even really care about Hugh Freeze because none of them played for him. Hugh Freeze last coached at Ole Miss when these guys were like freshmen in high school. I mean, there, there's no connection with this team and Hugh Freeze whatsoever, so I don't expect them to get caught up in the emotion of, of this game. They very likely couldn't possibly care less. And then it's Vanderbilt after that. So two games that they should win uh, without Watkins, I know he's, he's vital. I, I get it, but at least... You should be able to win these next two games uh, without him. Then it gets difficult with A&M and Georgia. What is A&M going to look like at that point? I guess we'll have to see. They're in Knoxville this weekend. They have to play South Carolina. Uh, I, I guess that's a test. At least it shouldn't be for that roster, but it might be considering uh, the, the position that their coach will be in after a loss in Knoxville this weekend, if that materializes. Uh, but it gets more difficult uh, after Vanderbilt with A&M and Georgia. So how long is he going to miss can he be back maybe for that game against Georgia? Who knows? We will have to see. We're not going to get any definitive injury information in terms of timeline or specific injuries out of that program. It's all going to be second and third-hand information, and uh, it is what it is. So at least 
these next two games are, are winnable, and what they do from here is fascinating to me. Is it as simple as you move Dayton Wade to to his spot? Which, you know, it, when it comes to just how do you replace Watkins, you feel okay there. If that's in fact what they do, they may not do that, I don't know. I feel like that, on the surface, from a 30,000-foot view, not being, you know, in the locker room doing the scheming, you feel you should feel fine about Wade trying to slip into that role. He, you know what he's capable of. He, he's certainly capable of being productive and getting open and catching the ball and generating separation and things like that. He's not Watkins, but he he is capable. If that's the move, then what is a huge question because, quite frankly, that they have no uh, understood depth at wide receiver. You've got guys that that you think can or were supposed to be good with Zachary Franklin and uh, Aiden Williams, but Franklin hasn't looked healthy after his surgery, and Williams uh, has been struggling to get on the field. They don't have depth at wide receiver, so moving Wade in to replace Watkins makes sense, and, and with Harris and Wade, you still feel really good about your one-two punch at wide receiver, but you need more than two. You need more than two if you're if you're going to beat Texas A&M, you need more than two if you're going to try to go down and upset Georgia and, and keep playoff hopes alive, which, you know, some people roll their eyes at this, but it is very much in front of this team uh, to, to make the playoff. They control their own destiny there. Uh, you, you need a third, and frankly, you need a fourth or a fifth. Uh, so so who are those guys going to be? Is Franklin, especially after the bye week, finally going to be healthy enough to contribute? Is Aiden Williams, uh, now that they have a bye week to get him prepared as a starter, I mean, he's very, very talented, but is he going to finally be on the same page with quarterback and, and be productive? Where is that going to come from? I'm also curious to see if this means that that Caden Prescorn, um, who's dealing with his own uh, a, a personal tragedy as as well, uh, that that young man just has had a, a, a just a brutal season. I mean, he gets hurt and then a personal tragedy follows. Um, but if he's able to play this weekend, or excuse me, next weekend, uh, despite all of that. Uh, if he'll be more of a focal point in the offense to to help, especially over the middle of the field, and really unleash uh, his ability at tight end because he sh- he's shown he has it, uh, will they kind of force the football to him more? I don't know. We're, we're going to have to see. But at least uh, if you're going to have an injury like this, as devastating as it is, at least it happens with an open date where you can figure some things out and move some pieces around and, and do some preparing for life without Jordan Watkins, at least for a period of time in two games that, frankly, you should win without him. So we'll do the live stream tonight. I uh, just had to, to give you something on uh, on Jordan Watkins and uh, and some quick thoughts on that. We'll see you tonight. If not, uh, if, you're, if you don't join me tonight, I will see you tomorrow uh, on this very feed. So thank you guys for tuning in, and I'll talk to you again soon. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.